Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Middle Falls Christian Center. Hallelujah. We thank you, King of Glory. We are so blessed and privileged to be in your very presence. We come before your throne of grace and mercy with all humility and lowliness of mind. We acknowledge that you are God. You are Elohim. You are El Aeon. You are the Most High God. Yahweh Sabawati, the God of the armies of Israel. Thank you, Jehovah. Jehovah Medkadesh, Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nisi. We thank you, O God, the triune Godhead, Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we pray that as I stand here, Heavenly Father, I stand as your oracle, that I may speak your word and nothing else but your word. Let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be first well-pleasing to you, O God, and then to the hearers of your word. And we pray that this word will bring forth action and result. We shall go out into the world and make a difference. We are the children of the kingdom that is never shaken. We're looking forward to the future. Everything that we do will echo into eternity. And we thank you, King of glory. And I pray and bless each and every family and individual represented here this morning. In Jesus Christ's name, and all God's people say, Amen. Ah, that's not enough. Say amen. amen. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. Glory be to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. San Monani, good morning, everybody. I, I feel so, I don't know what to call it, so greatly honored once more to be back home. And I always say it's not always an easy thing to be entrusted with this very platform and pulpit. And I said to Pastor George, actually I set myself up because I spoke about uh, the day before I was called about Pastor Harold and how I would respond every time as a son when he calls me out. And how honor brings forth life and how honor really gives us a lot of blessings, you know, because honor it's life giving, it's life promoting. And I was telling the church and only to find that God was basically preparing me, and the next day I was called, listen, you're going to preach on this Sunday, and I thought, oh, Lord, I've put myself into trouble. And, and I said, but then, Lord, what do you want me to say to your children? And immediately God gave me a message, actually impressed in my heart, to speak about keep your sense of agency. In other words, be at hand and be ready. Are you with me? Be ready, for he is coming. And I don't know if he would come now. Will all of us say, welcome, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you came at the right time. So we need to be very ready. And I, 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 I bring forth greetings from Cajiso Christian Center. And I stand here and I respect the spiritual authority and oversight of this place, Pastor Harold and Maud, and the entire pastoral team and leaders of the church. I do not take this very lightly. It's a privilege. And I still say thank you, God, that you brought me back home and to get the feel. When I got here, you can feel this is truly a house of prayer, a house of the Word of God, 
It's a health of faith. Can we give the Lord a praise offering for that? We thank God. And I always say, thank you, Lord, that you've given, the, given me the kind of wife that I have. She kept on asking me the whole week, have you prepared? And I said, I have. Have you prepared all the time? I said, listen, I'm, I'm there. Yesterday, have you prepared? And I thought, Lord, this is the woman that you gave me. Oh. But I really thank God for her. She's been such a, a pillar of strength and support and my children also, maybe some of you do not know that I'm a, I'm a grandfather now, a grandfather of two grandchildren, and I really thank God for, are you, you don't, are you, are you jealous of me? I'm, I'm a grandfather. And I always say naming our children, it's always very important. Our first grandson, his name is Unte Alemudimu, meaning God is still God. And this other one, she was born on the 1st of September, her name is Khuweditswe, Ziona. And Khuweditswe means it is finished. The work of Calvary is done. And Ziona basically talking about the goodness of God. And we said, Lord, may her life reflect everything that the kingdom entails. That is why it is very important. You cannot go out, neither leave the power of evangelism in your family. Your family plays a very major role. You might not have an opportunity to stand in the pulpit like this and begin to preach the word of God, but your life has to reflect the life of the kingdom of God. We all have to be kingdom focused. And as I was praying, there's a scripture in Psalm 62, and I thought I would start with this by blessing the church. And I said, stand still in absolute stillness. It's from verse 5 to verse 8, then 11 to 12, and I have paraphrased that. And I want you to take this to heart this morning. Stand still in absolute stillness, silent before the God you love. Wait as long as it takes for him to rescue you. Only God is our Savior, and he will not fail you. For he alone is your safe place. A lot of things are happening around us every day, every time. To some of us, we have lost hope. We have lost heart as if all is gone, but not with us as believers in Christ. He says, his wraparound presence always protects you as your champion defender. There is no risk of failure with God. So why would you let worry paralyze you? Even when troubles multiply around you. God's glory is all around you. His wraparound presence is all you need. For the Lord is your savior, your hope, the Lord. It's your life-giving strength. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles and pour out your heart longings to him. Believe me when I tell you this. He will help you. God says to you once and for all, all the strength and power you need flows from me. And I can hear it clearly as he says, all the love you need, it's found in me. What a powerful scripture that gives us hope. Amen. Let's give the Lord a thank God for him for that. We really thank God for that. We praise him. Pastor George, you spoke about us coming to church every time. Sometimes people battle to find it right. Why do we have to come to church almost 
every Sunday and why every Sunday service is very important to us. And I believe that Sunday services, even other services are very, very powerful and very important that we all need to be present, all be there physically because Sunday services, they reveal to us and they teach us the principles of God and of the kingdom of God so that we may be able to reign in life. So that we may know what happens in the week coming. Then I come to the house of God. I see my goals. I embrace God's promises. And I do not worry about the problems of the world. Let the world deal with its own problems. We have the promises from on high. And we will forever hold on to those promises. That is why as the church we have a main responsibility. It is to educate you as the children of God. And I love education because education is an equalizer. You know, all of us, when we come into the house of God, we are all the same at the foot of the cross. There is no difference. I'm telling you that education knows no gender or any kind of color of, speed, of, of, of skin. There is absolutely no reputation that you can protect when you come before the Lord. We are all the same. We are all the children of the Most High God. In Acts chapter number 10, verse 34, the word says here, Acts 10, 34, Open his mouth, Peter said. Most certainly I understand now that God is not one who show partiality to people as though Gentiles were excluded from God's blessing. 35, but in every nation, the person who fears God, and listen to that, and does what is right, by seeking him, is acceptable and welcomed by God. Every nation, in every nation, if you seek God, you fear the Lord, God will accept you. God will welcome you. You'll become part of whatever God says is ours as the children of the kingdom of God. Church, we have a choice. And I want us to encourage everybody that the choice will determine the course of our lives. We need to allow the word of God to change us every time when we sit under the ministry of the word of God. The word of God will mold us to become vessels of honor for God's sake. And I'll always look at people. There's a lot of people who know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. They, they quote scriptures. I have a lot of them. Some of the scriptures, I cannot quote them. And I don't have that kind of a memory. But I praise God to understand that the value of the word of God, the very Bible, it's not only in knowing the Bible, but it is in obeying the Bible. Amen. We can say whatever, but as long as we do not obey the word of God, we find it difficult to walk with God. The word of God, it's enough to do everything. A lot of people are in despair, in fear. People do not know what the tomorrow holds for them. And I want to encourage you that the word of God will only work for you when you work the word of God. Finding time and space within your busy schedules. Be in prayer. Be in the word of God. You have to live your life based 
on the truthfulness of the word of God in everything that you do. You know, I sometimes make a joke with the church and I tell them, even when I go to malls, maybe to Key West, and I do not find a parking. And I would say, Lord, I'm here again. You, you need to find parking for me. I want to park next to this entrance. I'm here, your son. And guess what? I will get two, three people coming out and driving out. And I says, Lord, this is more than abundance, even in parking. I love it. Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering. As believers in Christ, we have a foundation to speak from. The Word of God, the Bible. That is why acting on the Word of God equals biblical backing, which equals biblical right. You obey the Word, you act on the Word. It equals you have a backing from above. And guess what? You will forever have the right to claim and to say anything from God the Almighty. I want to encourage you to be very sincere all the time. Because when you are, you're, you are sincere and you love God with all of your heart, it will open doors to a wealth place where you will find everything that God says, I have it for you. You know, most of the time we surrender to this confusion of a lot of things are happening around us. And sometimes, you know, we become so overwhelmed that, that we, we, we succumb, you know. And I guess, Much, this is not right. What is then Christianity there for me? I'm waiting that Jesus should come again. I just want to go home. We pray that you should not go home before you fulfill what God has called you to do. Can I get an Amen. When you look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, this is a scripture that all of us know. Verse number 17. And this is, confirms the evidence that you and I have received the salvation by faith alone. And how do we know it? We see it from a transformed life that changes your personal conduct. You cannot say you are saved and yet your life is still the same all the time. Your life has to be elevated, has to be something better, something positive all the time. That impacts even lives around you. Now in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the word says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit, Look at this, the old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. You come to Christ, such here, old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and everything is new. Behold, a new order has come. And what does that mean to us as children of God? This would include the following things. You might write it now. If, if, if you have a piece of paper and pen, that the, if we say this old, this would include, the old order will include, number one, our old identity is gone. When you are fully devoted to Christ, your faith becomes your core identity. Old 
identity is gone. You do not belong to the, Lord, to the world anymore, but you belong to this Christ. The second thing is, this would include number two, your, our life of sin. We do not live in a life of sin anymore. And number three, the power of Satan, who continues his effort to make sin, listen, less offensive. He makes sin less offensive. Heaven, less appealing. Hell, less horrific. And the gospel, less urgent. It's fine, I'm born again, I'm okay. My family, it's in the hands of the Lord. But the gospel, the enemy makes it a point that he makes the preaching and the hearing of the gospel less urgent. Can I ask you a question? When last did you effectively speak to someone or show actions of the kingdom of God? When last did you do that? When last did you bring somebody into the kingdom of God and let alone taking a road with this person to disciple him or her to become as you are, you the follower of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It makes you think, eh? Number four, this will include the religious works of trying to please God. I come to church, I pay my tithes, I do this and that. I mean, Asha, this, these are the works. God says these are actually filthy works. These are to him. It doesn't impress him. It's part of who you are. You need to do that. In any case, it's a given. So all kinds of these religious works that we are trying to do to please God are no longer part of such a transform or transformed life. Number five, our relationship with the world has changed. When we look at the world, we see nothing else. Every time I tell the church that, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe God has made that to be part of my makeup, that every person that I see, I see a soul. I see a harvest. I make sure that I plant a seed of eternity. I make sure, like Jesus Christ, I'll say it, who steward each day, focused on eternity all the time. He would never do things without having eternity in his mind and heart. Number six, our mindset changes according to this very scripture. So we need to remember every time where God took us from and where God has placed us as of now. We need to be very grateful and therefore decide to serve the Lord faithfully consistently, we need to serve the Lord uncompromisingly. That's Pastor Harold's word every time. He says uncompromisingly, unreservedly, wholeheartedly. Give it all to God. Amen? All to him. And I said here as Christians, we do not just believe the same things that the devil believes. That is why we need to continue to be distinct. We are different from the rest of the other people who do not know Christ. We need to be recognizably different. A person without you saying a thing should always say, but this is a Christian. The way the person conducts himself or herself. Your own personal life has to show that. 
Your family life has to show that. Your social life has to show that. Your financial life has to show that. Your professional life has to show that you're different from the rest of the people. You know, to evangelize and to bring people to Christ, it's a very easy thing. I call it monkey see, monkey do approach. Some people will never have an opportunity to read the word of God, but they will find it from you when they look at you and say, but this is a different being. Why is this person so different? And I've given you five pillars. His personal life or her. Social life, family life, your financial life, your professional life. You conduct everything according to the ways of God. That is why our responsibility as the children of God, I want to encourage you that we need to rise up and begin to build the body of Christ, of true faith, of identity that is true faith, of integrity and results. We need to show that we are the children of a movement that is so powerful that will bring people back to God the Almighty. Did you know that faith does not maintain? Faith multiplies. Go and read Matthew 25, 20. I'm not going to read it. If you have faith, it does not maintain. It multiplies all the time. This is the kind of approach that we need to have as the children of God. But our biggest challenge, Pastor Georgie, our biggest problem is most of the Christians these days lack a serious sense of urgency. There is no more focus. Trust, it's so little. Stability, what a problem it is. Loyalty, transparency, you can name it all. And that is the battle that we have. That is why we cannot become so effective as the children of God. It is very important every time and every day as a child of God to remember that whatever breaks Christ's heart or God's heart should always break your heart too. Can I get an amen? amen. That is why we cannot focus on doing things wrong. Because as soon as we focus on that, we will forever get wrong results. But as we focus on the things which are right, Pastor Herod normally says, do the right things right, then you will forever get the right results. This is our heart and this is our appeal. We do not have, according to Matthew 23, verse 23 to 24, I'm not going to read it to save time. You know, the scribes and the Pharisees, you know, they were so blinded. They were blind guards or a guide, sorry. And these were people who actually majored in the minors. And they minored in the majors. In other words, they do things the other way around. And we do not have to become like them. That is why petty things, very minor issues, can become a distraction from the focus of the gospel. Take those things away from your life. Look at John chapter number 9, verse number 4. I'm going to read that one. It says, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. I looked at this and I thought, wow, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who is our primary example, had a sense of agency. From what the scripture tells me here, and this is a kind of a pace that he had, not disordered, he was not anxious, 
or anxiety-driven kind of approach. Jesus had purpose. He focused diligently on doing God's work. We need to take from him. He is our primary example. We look up to him and we say the way he did or does things, this is the same way we're going to do things. The Lord, our Savior, he prayerfully sought to make sure that he managed every day with an eye on eternity. That is why when you read in Psalm, I think Psalm 50, verse number 10, or up to verse number 12, says, Teach me, Lord, to number the days of my life. Each day for you as a child of God is very, very important. He did not allow criticisms to distract him. Sometimes we'd say criticisms will distract you so that you may be able to defend yourself not to preach or not to exercise or not to show the works of the kingdom of God. We do not have to be like that. We've got to look up to Christ. Neither sometimes you'd understand people will praise you for doing this and that. Hey, Shengi? They will say, do this, and, and it will fool this kind of pride in you. That you are a better thinker as a child of God. And I said here, pride kills, but humility saves. We need to be humble at all times. I looked at the scripture in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 7. Pastor Georgie, how many minutes left for me? Five. Because this is Galilee Africa. First Peter, chapter number four, I'll be very quick. It says, the end and culmination, in other words, conclusion and the finale of all things is near. In another translation, it says, the end of all things is at hand. Now, you can go and read it from verse number seven down to verse number 11. Now, when you look at that very, the, the end of all things is at hand. That is the first phrase of that scripture. And it has a message for us as the children of God, reminding us that our lives need to be kingdom of God focused. Are you with me? And that we should live our lives with a sense of agency. We focus our lives, sense of agency. You know why? Because the second coming of Christ is near. And it is forthcoming. Look at the signs. Look at what is happening around us. That is why I get so disturbed when I see a lot of Christians living their lives overwhelmed and unfocused. Now, church, the agency of the gospel must always be understood in the context of mankind who needs a savior. Mankind needs a savior. You are so blessed that you have a savior. Now, I said here, the enemy's main objective from the Garden of Eden was always been to attack anything that resembles God in humanity. That's where he started. And he never lost sight of that. He is still doing it. That's the devil. And we are so blessed to know that we need to understand the urgent need for the gospel in proportion to our understanding of what the fall of man really meant. 
to mankind. The fall in the garden, what really meant? Why do we say that man needs a savior? We need to understand that is why the word must be preached. And I said here, pure, unadulterated, infallible, trustworthy word. And you must practice that word. You must leave that word with agency. And God will reward you for that. The word must be heard with agency. And we must also understand agency in relation of two things. In relation to that time and in relation to time. There's a difference. Is it Baham Wilek? I don't think it's here. Yeah? In relation to the times and in relation to time. Let me explain by giving and saying what I had to say. I said the same word. Or let's first read Second Timothy chapter 3 verse number 1. Sorry. It says, but understand this, that in the last days, tenderous times of great stress and trouble, at times will come, difficulties that will be hard to handle. So we need to understand those times. And we need to step out and locate ourselves within the times with authority and power. We know what is happening. We don't get confused. And on the other hand, we say we need to make sure that we understand agency in relation to time. As believers, we need to use our time profit, uh, profitably, sorry. Use it so that there is a difference between us as believers using the time as compared to unbelievers. Because our time has to echo into eternity like it did with Jesus. Are you with me? We must redeem the times. And this will be an indicator of the wisdom of God that works from within us. Go and read Ephesians chapter 5 verse number 15 and to verse number 16. I said here, opportunity is regarded as a commodity to be used by believers. Every time and every opportunity you find, use it as a child of God. And this is my own expression. I said an opportunity found should always be an opportunity used. Amen. And like Paul, like Paul, in 1 Corinthians 1.17, he says, for I, he says, Christ didn't send me to baptize or maybe to collect a following for myself, but to preach the good news, the message of what Jesus has done. In 1 Corinthians 2, it says, I deliberately kept it plain, simple, first Jesus and who he is. Then Jesus, what he did, Jesus crucified, the all-sufficient Savior of all sinners. He is the express image of God, according to Hebrews 1, 3. The firstborn of the restored humanity, Romans 8, 29 and 30 who came to destroy everything that mocks the redemptive package that God has given us, according to Revelation 5, verse number 12, which is the blessing, honor, glory, power, riches, wisdom, strength. It says, I did not come to collect a following for myself. We have a choice whether to do everything with the help of God and find success in everything that we do, or doing things without the help of God, and we find ourselves in a mode, we find ourselves in a state of a frustrating disaster management. It is our choice. Can I close with this? Psalm 15, and I hope it will help you. 
Yahweh, who dares to dwell with you, who presumes the privilege of being close to you, living next to you in your shining place of glory. They are passionate. Go out and be passionate and wholehearted, be wholehearted, always sincere and always speaking the truth, for their hearts are trustworthy. They refuse to slander or insult others. They will never listen to gossip. And I always say gossip always stops at the ears of believers. When it comes, it stops there because you're a child of God. Verse number four, they despise evil and evil workers while commending the faithful ones who follow after the truth. They make firm commitments, make a firm commitment, follow through, even at the great cost. There is no more time. He is coming. They never crush others with exploitation and they would never be bought with a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things will never, ever be shaken. They will stand firm forever. Go out and make a difference in the world. Go out and represent the kingdom of God well. Every person that you find along your way and along your path, find out whether that person knows Christ or not. I don't say preach out. You can leave out the gospel. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord richly bless you and your families. God bless you. We love you all. Amen. I sometimes say it's very good to preach messages. You know, I always like to speak from the heart. But when you come to spaces like this, you, you, you've got to make sure that, because I know may pious Evers and he's watching and said, but being as it may, can I just find out from you? Is your life right with God? Is your life, is there anything? You know, I made, I made, just, just, I made an example last time at the church. I used three objects, uh, an object of a carrot, egg, and, and, uh, Beans, and not beans, sorry, coffee. You know, the beans of coffee. And I said, when you take these, all of them, you know, this is a hard carrot shell protecting the liquid part of the egg. And then, well, obviously, it's these are granules, coffee. But when you put them under the same kind of stress, let's put it that way, or pressure, when you cook the carrot, eventually it becomes soft. Some of the people are too hard. When you find pressure, you become soft, you break up easily. And I use the egg, when you boil it, it becomes hot. The shell that has protected the liquid part, the liquid part becomes hot. Some of you, when you open your heart, you find that you're too hot because certain things have happened in your life. You can't even hear the word. You're forever this kind of, I don't know why can't I go? I don't know why can't I do that? You need to enjoy your life. And if you take coffee, you put it in hot water, what happens to the granules? What happens to those, the, the coffee beans? They will change the water. They will change, the water will never be the same. In other words, when you find yourself under pressure, under hardships, under a lot of things that you feel this, I can't take it anymore. Remember this illustration. Be like coffee. Change the situation. I gave you some 15 because there is an answer there. You will be able to change the status quo. The modus operandi of this world, it's not the same as ours. We are there to get into situations and change them like coffee beans. Amen.
That's where we are. We need to change that. Wherever people talking about crying, I said, I don't have a problem with that. I am a coffee bean. I come into a situation, put more pressure, I dilute more. I change it more. And may the Lord use you. And may the Lord release that anointing. I don't know whether should I take the coffee bean anointing. Amen. That you may go out into the world and make a difference. If you do not know Jesus, what a waste of life. Let's bow our heads. If you say today I want to give my life to him. I want to understand all these things that pastor has been talking about. I want to become one of those who would say I have changed this world too. I had an opportunity to lead someone to Christ because me myself was first led by someone to Christ. People sacrificed for my salvation. It is my time and opportunity to sacrifice for other people's salvations. If you say you need Christ in your life, raise your hand and I will pray with you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my brother. Can I ask all the people, because some of you are too far, that have raised their hands, would you please stand up? Everybody just keep on praying praying. Would you please stand up? Those, there's a brother, sister there at the back, please stand up. Do not be afraid. If you have raised your hand, please stand up. We want to pray with you. And I want everybody, let's, let's just help them out. Say, you, you, I want you to say this from the bottom of your heart. Don't say, I said it because pastor said I must say it. You know, say it because you want Christ. We're just leading you. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I open my heart, for I have heard your word. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be Savior and Lord of my life. I pray, Lord, forgive me all the sins and all the wrongs that I have ever done. Wash me in your precious blood and make me whole again. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a thank offering. Amen. Thank you very much. And thank you for being so attentive because the word in Isaiah 50 verse 4 says that, that the Lord is the only one who wakes us up every morning. He gives us attentiveness to listen and to learn. It was not out of your own accord. It's God who did it. Let's give him praise and God bless you. We love you. Amen. I don't know, should we, I think Pastor Georgie will take over. Thank you, Georgie Pochi. I call him Georgie Pochi. That's the way we speak to one another. Church, please stand. Let us pray. Thank you, Pastor Tabu, for your message. This was excellent, excellent, excellent. Please raise your hands in the presence of God. Father God, Lord, as we go out this day, we go out with this message in our hearts that times are urgent. Father, Lord, may we truly have the heart of God as we go out, that we will affect this world, that we will change this world, and it can only be done by the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we release your people, Father, Lord, tonight the people will come back with an expectation. There will be a move of God in this house. 
Father God, we look forward to praise you and worship you and together officially in your name and to experience your spirit in our midst. This we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And all of us say, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.